A lot of talk at the Cubs convention and one notable absence. We round it all up right now. You are Locked On Cubs, your daily Chicago Cubs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Lockdown Cubs, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Alongside Sam Olver, I'm Matt Cozy. Best way to support the show is by listening every day on your preferred audio platform by pressing like and subscribing on YouTube. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Sam and I are lifelong fans, taking our passion into a discussion with you on all things Cubs. Today's Monday episode is presented by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with the personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com and use code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your order. That's jacemedical.com, J-A-S-E medical.com. From start to finish, the Cubs convention over the weekend was dominated by a player who not only wasn't in attendance, but isn't even on the team, at least right now. His name is Cody Bellinger. After his one season with the Cubs in 2023, Bellinger vaulted himself into fan favorite status thanks to his comeback campaign on the North side. And there were chants of Cody Bellinger everywhere. During Tom Ricketts' opening statement, during the other panels, during the Q&As, during questions directly at Jed Hoyer, directly at Craig Council, and directly to Cubs players, and it was all punctuated by a quote from Dansby Swanson. Bellinger is still a free agent, Sam, and opening day is, is a while away. But it does feel more and more like Bellinger will be a part of it. Yeah, I took my I, I was going to do a whole winter hat bit since it's been so cold this weekend. I didn't like the way it looks. So I took it off. Uh, I have some other other off the field comments for later in this show. It was, wasn't one of my best weekends. Uh, yeah, the Cubs convention, you know, business as usual. I, I'm not a huge fan of like the whole Swanson, you know, uh, uh, you know, slamming his hand on the table for Bellinger. I get what he's trying to do. People are chanting his name. You know, if you just took a business 101 class, the more you talk about Bellinger, the harder it is to sign him because Boris hears that and is going to use that as nego- negotiation. Um you know, right now, it's obvious the Cubs want to re-sign Bellinger at a certain price. I think it's obvious that Bellinger wants to come here at a certain price. And the delay is, is his agent is waiting for the best possible price. So the more you mm. force it, the more pressure that you give to the situation, the more likely Boris is going to co- continue to, you know, keep keep it in his back pocket. I would encourage Dansby Swanson to first um, start getting some base hits when it matters and lead by example and let Jed Hoyer take care of his business. Um you know, I, I'll say this. I think Bellinger will be a Cub. I think it's it's it seems destined at this point, and and yes. we're probably we're probably just talking numbers. My guess would be the Cubs are comfortable with about one seventy, and Scott Boris is looking for two hundred. And there's a happy medium and negotiation that needs to get met between that time. And, and it, I'm not sure it happens anytime soon, but I am pretty confident that it happens at some point. Yeah, I'm numb to the timeline now. If it, if it rolls into February, that's that's okay with me. 
not not ideal considering other dominoes that might fall that might be acquisitions for the Cubs. But if they all report to camp in mid-February or so, and they're all in Cubs colors, uh, then all ends well if those are the players that they truly wanted. I do think Bellinger's destined to return to the Cubs. I think the Cubs right now are at six years. Um, you know, he wants seven plus or whatever it is. Still floating that 200 number, but obviously the market has has come down con- considerably. And how many times, you know, I, I get the Dansby Swanson part of it, and and I and I get what you're saying, Sam. And again, you had a fun a funny voice message to me on Saturday about it when when Dansby said, you know, he was asked by by Coomer about expectations for 24, and he went off on his own route and said, you know, before we could even think about it. We got to re-sign Belly. That's all I'm going to say. But here would be my retort to that. How many times is Boris going to text Heyman and Nightingale that the Blue Jays and Mariners like Bellinger? How often is that going to happen? The Cubs are the only player. I could maybe see the Blue Jays, maybe, but they did all their other moves already, including Kiermaier. The Mariners are having some some payroll issues. Major. There might be literally one team left for this dude unless all of a sudden he takes a one-year deal in San Fran or something like that. But that would be out of the blue. It's pretty clear on January 15th that he wants multiple years. Is it January 15th already? Yes. Uh So if there's really one team, then it really is just a staring contest between – Hoyer and Boris. And I had to chuckle again Sunday morning, Sam. Bob Nightingale, the Cubs are going to be the most aggressive team the next five weeks. You said that last Sunday, Bob. Again, we, we all see it. Yeah, I get all the players are being floated. I get the three huge names right now, Bellinger, Chapman, Hayter. Trust me, we're going to talk about them all week on this program. Are we really? Okay, number one program on the Cubs. But there's only one suitor for this brother. That suitor is the Cubs. The players love him. And I understand the business 101 part, but Boris has to blink too. And if this is the only team that I'm starting to feel good about some of what the players are dishing out and really where this is going. Sure. Um, I don't really have much more to add on Bellinger. Um, and it and was cool to see Michael Bush at the convention, fresh off the train. Well, are we going to do the whole convention in general next? Yeah, a little bit. We're going to do more as the week goes on, too. You know, because, like, you know, with Bellinger, I, I, you know, quite frankly, I'd like to move on um, with that part of it. I, you know, I thought so counts- you're just you're growing some you have some fatigue over it. No, no, I think you no, no, not, I just think you said there's nothing for me to add. It just becomes redundant. I agree. I agree so with I, everything I, you said. Yeah, I crushed that segment, is basically what you're saying. Yeah, and, and then the you know, the tidbit <laughs> that I swung the tidbit that I swung in there, I don't think I have anything more to add. Re Bellinger. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's like the dude at the Arcada on Wednesday night. He yeah. goes Man, you guys do a great show. I've never seen a podcast IRL. 
Um, <laughs> so I, I, I thought the whole rest thing with council, you know, maybe not hinting at a six man rotation, but saying he was going to give extra guys rest was, uh, interesting. You know, Jed saying, you know, the Cubs are in about the fourth or fifth inning of their off season. I thought was interesting yeah, as what, well. What's notable about that quote before we, uh, round up the rest of the convention. What what do you think about that quote specifically? I think I th- th- moves on the way. He uses a baseball analogy. Yeah, I think they're I think they're they're going to add another bat. I think they're going to add another reliever, and I think they're going to add one more wild card piece. With that, I'm not sure what it's going to be. But let me tell wow. you, it better co- it better cost money because they have not spent right. any money yet. Don't let their activity fool you. Uh, Imanaga is a cheap deal. Bush doesn't cost anything. Almonte doesn't cost anything. They need to go out and spend 150 plus M's on somebody. It'll probably be, um, you know, the young man that we were speaking of early on this program. So just about just about you know a minute and a half ago. But, you know, I, I want to see money being spent. Right. I want to see this team top five in payroll. They should be right at that first luxury tax threshold, which I believe is about 237 yes. M's at least. Correct. Correct. Um, this should be an 88 to 92 win club. And, you know, we could talk about Craig Council talking, you know, telling all the there different stories. There is momentum happening that here. He, that, 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 that he told. Let's get to that coming up next. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The NFL regular season is over and the playoffs are here in earnest. And wow, have been there been some upsets and there been some blowouts, some high scoring games. And right now you can get on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. New customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use and there are so many different ways to bet, like with the same game parlay, you can even find bets in the new Explore tab. You can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub and so much more. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, the official partner of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's episode is also brought to you by eBay Motors, passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps you ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die or live at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. We will break down more news and notes out of the convention as the week moves along. However, we want to provide some main highlights for you right now. We already gave you the Jed Hoyer baseball analogy quote, which is fascinating considering it is January 15th and they're only in the middle of the offseason, apparently, according to him. Uh, Craig Council was praised by Hoyer, Sam, for his ability to build a team and culture that results in winning a lot of baseball games. And Council himself talked about letting your best hitters hit the most. Imagine that. 
right. also expressed his general dislike for bunting and again singled out Christopher Morell. Council later singled out Hayden, Hayden Wesneski. What sticks out to you, Sam, from the weekend? Um, I think the the best hitters hit, you know, the most things oh, yeah. interesting, but not in the way that you would imagine it. Because I don't think okay. e- Ian Happ is necessarily the best hitter on this club, or or one of the two. I mean, uh, again, I'm in the mindset not the best pure hitter. I don't think the Cubs could bring back could be serious this year at this point if they don't bring back Cody Bellinger unless they unless they make a move elsewhere. So let's just assume Bellinger's on the team. You know, sure. Suzuki's a better hitter than Hap. You you'd like to think Bellinger's a better hitter. You know, I so you know it, it'll be interesting to see what he does with that. The bunting thing, fine. You know, there's times and places. You know, I don't think of Craig Council as a tremendous culture guy. I think of him yeah. more as an X's and O's game manager guy. And he kind of yes. pushed back on that. So that was a bit interesting, and I'm using the word interesting very a lot. Well, no, no, and, and it's just it's risky because none of it to me was interesting. I'm not a big convention guy. I don't get excited about stuff like this. I want to roll the ball out March 28th on Thursday night with Justin Steele on the bus. ESPN. With, with with runners on the corners, one out, and seeing somebody in a line drive to right center field to a base hit that that could get all the way to the wall, two runs are going to score. That's interesting to me. Not council telling stories about Sutcliffe and Billy Williams remembering his dad here. and Dempster doing the moderation. <laughs> all that good stuff. You know, it's fun for everybody else, but I'm ready to play baseball talk moves and so on. You know, I'm glad Jed was able to sign Imanaga. To me, I think we must mention Imanaga's oh. press conference. To me. Oh, yeah. I, was, I, I apologize as the producer. That was the highlight of this weekend because that young man. I got to get that in, as a sound drop. That young man came in here, learned a couple of English phrases. and Yeah. Songs that, I, that, that is not easy to do if you speak Japanese as your primary language. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? He referenced Ben Zobrist and his clutchness. He rep- he referenced the great Michael Jordan. We'll get to him later. Um, and and I just <laughs> thought he looked I just thought he looked totally prepared. He looked like a guy you absolutely you absolutely want to spend money uh, spend money on and invest on. And, and I really, to me, the highlight of my weekend, not only for the Chicago National League Club, but for all my sports teams who sunk themselves this weekend, the highlight was the press conference on Friday of Shota Imanaga because he looks like a man that is ready to pitch contribute and most importantly folks win baseball games because you could do all you want your you know your your perceived velocity your carry your spin rate you're this you're this how much do you help your team win on and off the diamond that's what I'm into and he looked like a serious candidate for that to be a lot that was a great way to lead off the weekend and it was also the only time for me this weekend, and Kira can attest to it. Uh, my wife, Kira, that no, we mar- know, no, we know, we know that the marquee app worked. Oh. Uh, the press conference that worked great. Uh, sure. Had a snow day Friday. Watched it live, and then, folks, for the convention on Friday night, and then even a little bit Saturday, I tried to watch. The marquee app was a disaster. Mm-hmm. 
Let us know if you had issues on the Marquee app. I'm not saying Xfinity. I'm not saying DirecTV. I'm not saying straight up cable. I'm saying straight up internet streaming. It was crashing. It was cut in and out. It was delayed audio. It was delayed video. If this is how it's going to be when they do roll the balls out, what's going to happen then, fam? Well, it was like that. Am I going to be able to watch my team? Because – but in, but I've never had issues up until Friday night, player. Yeah. I've had zero issue, <laughs> and now I can't even I can't even go more than five. Matt, can I, I can't even go more than five minutes without it doing something. Can I do my crane, Kenny? Please. Yeah, Matt, you're a valued customer to the Chicago Cubs, and we really appreciate your time. Unfortunately, this weekend the weather was really bad in the Chicago land area, which led all to the, all my other apps work, Crane. Which led to really all my other apps worked, and and uh, all know, the other apps worked. We can't speak. We can't speak for other apps, Matt. But we we can offer you as a complimentary coffee when you come to the park. <laughs> <laughs> If you just go across the street, um, you know, so go Cubs, man. Um, you know, you know the, I mean? the Morel being singled out again. Was he really? I didn't even know that. And 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 Jed Hoyer said. I, and by the way, I I stopped my marquee subscription until opening day. I'm not paying for, for to watch bass fishing. And my guess is that there's a lot of people on that on that ship. Yeah. Um, you know, Morel in trade rumors was dispelled by Hoyer. Of yeah. course, Morrell was noticeably absent too, apparently because of visa issues. Uh-oh. And Hayden Wisniewski, you know, Morrell and Wisniewski are seemingly the two most mentioned in trade convos with, as the internet projects all their trades. Uh, but out of nowhere, council mentioned Wisniewski. Of course, he has an undetermined role. Uh, but just something to take note of uh, from the weekend. And and another thing you could take note of is that Dansby Swanson on opening night wore a cowboy hat. Yes, he did. So. Coming up next, two players inducted into the Cubs Hall of Fame this coming summer. And they are really closely associated with our fandom growing up. Stay tuned. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life, but can we just talk for a minute about preparing for real life? According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. This is scary. Thankfully, we'll be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs and respiratory infections, among others. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com, J-A-S-E medical.com, and use code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your order. The Cubs announced Friday night that their 2024 inductees to their team Hall of Fame are pitcher Kerry Wood and third baseman Aramis Ramirez. And a really cool video uh, from their sons uh, to surprise their dads on getting inducted into the Cubs Hall of Fame. Wow, Sam, so many memories with these players. Uh, It was emotional. Uh, 
goosebumps for sure watching that video the Cubs put out and uh, a lot of highs, a lot of lows uh, with those Cubs teams. Um, but, but those were forces of nature for sure. Two major parts of my childhood that I respect yeah. very deeply. I'd like to share two memories of each. Great. Number one, Kerry Wood, 2000. I, I was too young when he struck out 20 in 98 to really recall that. Same here. 2003, though, Kerry Wood, game five, NLDS, Ooh. Cubs, Braves, elimination, 2-2. Kerry Wood goes into Turner Field. Eight innings, one earned run, seven strikeouts, and the win as the Chicago Cubs win their first playoff series at the time in 40-plus years. And then, of course, Kerry Wood later on, unfortunately, it ended up in a, in a devastating loss. But Game 7, NLCS, 3-1 down. He hits a two-run home run. Yeah. I've never heard Wrigley feel louder in my entire life. And then, of course, Aramis Ramirez, two memories. His grand slam against the Marlins in that NLCS, I think it was game four. And then, of course, his walk-off homer against the Milwaukee Brewers yeah. in 2007. That was Len's first oh baby call, first of many as his great run as the Cubs announcer. Two great players. To me, Aramis Ramirez, really one of the most underappreciated underrated not only Chicago Cubs but just players of that era he was a tremendous hitter tremendous run producer and uh um, he really was I really respected him a lot yeah and I think too that after last year yeah, with quality. with Grace and Dunstan I I guess I expected more players to because this is pretty new for the Cubs the Hall of Fame yeah so I expected more of like that era or at least like close to it. And so to get players that dominated the 2000s and even shortly in the 2010s, that was a nice surprise. Uh, that was a real nice surprise. So, yeah, a lot of great memories associated with those guys. I still remember where I was when when the Cubs got A-Ram. Uh, they got Kenny Lofton in that deal as well. And, um, yeah, just great, great memories with those two players. And speaking, uh, speaking of, sorry, sorry, you go first. I'm sorry. Sammy Sosa, just to be yeah. thorough, yeah. Uh, did not get inducted, although he was reportedly on the ballot for the first mm -hmm. time, uh, but did not get in. Great. Um, you know, and he should be in. You know, we didn't get a chance because we had an awesome uh, trade video that we did on Thursday to do our best and worst of the week. So I just like to throw in a quick worst. Please. And I, are, I already ranted once on this video, so I'll try and keep it calm. Um, speaking of great memories and, and, and a major yeah. difference between the great Kerry Wood and the great Aramis Ramirez is that the greatest memories in the history of this beautiful sports city came between the years of 1991 and 1998 when the Chicago Bulls three-peated two different times and won six championships. And on Friday night, they held their inaugural ring of honor, and it was a total unmitigated disaster. 30 years later, 25 years later, the greatest run, not only in Chicago sports history, but maybe all of sports history is still such a toxic and icky situation from Jerry Reinsdorf, uh, the, the, the fans booing Jerry Krause's widow, which was just shameful. You know, Michael Jordan, with all due respect to the great Michael Jordan, he hasn't helped the situation at all. And he couldn't, he didn't make his presence felt. Nobody knows what's going on with Scottie Pippen and why he's become the way he is. They didn't even acknowledge Luke Longley, who came 
all the way from Australia. He's a three-time champion. The thing was just an absolute disaster. Only the Bulls and only Mr. Reinsdorf could take six championships in eight seasons, two three-peats with the greatest athlete maybe in the history of all of sport and turn it into this weird toxic, uncomfortable environment, and it was on full display Friday night at the Madhouse on Madison. Shameful. If you want more of that and more of us, uh, we would love if you considered subscribing to our new podcast, Unlocked. That's going to drop every Monday night, Tuesday morning. Going to be a lot of that uh, Tuesday, folks. I'm not happy. Monday nights, put it out Tuesday mornings. Had our first episode last week. And um, as we pursue to, to expand in this podcasting world, uh, we would love uh, for you to consider subscribing to Matt and Sam Unlocked. That sure. link is going to be in the description of this episode, as well as uh, tickets for February 7th to our next live show in Des Plaines. If you're sure. in the Chicagoland area or possibly uh, even beyond, as we had listeners from Iowa, Indiana, uh, the Quad Cities uh, this past week. Uh, we would love to see you and meet you in displays on Wednesday, February 7th. Again, details at the link uh, in this episode description. Sam, it was great to get back into it. We got a packed week of shows uh, Tuesday through Thursday moving forward. And of course, pending any breaking news, uh, we'll be reporting that with you as well. Thank you so much for checking out this well, edition of Lockdown Sports Cubs. Weekends in my life. You give us 20 to 30 minutes, and we'll give you all things Cubs with a laugh or two along the way. Be sure to hit subscribe on YouTube and smash the like button for the algorithm. Shout out to the audio peeps on Apple, Spotify, and more, including those in Ireland that listen on Apple as we are number one this weekend baseball podcast in Ireland. Shout out to everybody there. He's Sam Olber. I'm Matt Cozy. This is Locked On Cut. There so is Irish. momentum happening here.